guys, we're back. I'm going to start it off with a story from a friend of mine um, who was traveling abroad in Eastern Europe a few years ago. Yeah. He wrote it really well, so I'm going to read it. I know not everybody likes a red ghost story, but I think he he nailed it. So I like mine blue. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm just going to turn oh. my mic. I'll turn my mic off. <laughs> so. Yeah, go. Why don't you step out of the room for a minutes and just think about that? <laughs> Okay. <clears throat> night trains, particularly overnight trains in and out of Eastern Europe, have a bad reputation for being the site of thefts under outlandish, wink, circumstances. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the most common story shared with nervous Western travelers is that of cabins being filled with sleeping gas while unsuspecting travelers are asleep. The gas ensures a deep slumber, knocking the occupants unconscious and allowing the thieves to steal whatever valuable contents are inside the cabin. Naturally, the decision to, de to return to Krakow from Vienna via a late-night train was the decision made with trepidation. To the delight of my traveling companion and me, the car we had purchased our beds in was completely empty except for ourselves. Feeling a bit at ease and more relaxed than we had anticipated, both of us decided to take our own sleeper cabin for the duration of the eight-hour trip. The trip was easygoing and a great way to enjoy the countryside while decompressing from a very busy five days in Vienna and Bratislava. Despite our empty car, I slept very little on the trek out of Austria and across the Czech Republic, partly out of fear and partly because as you pass through each country, we would be awoken by border patrol to ensure our paperwork was in order. Once we finally crossed into Poland, I began to rest easy knowing we would be home soon and that I had successfully made it through a night train experience without any hiccup. At the first extended stop in Poland, I opted to stretch my legs and disembark from the train. I stepped onto the platform very early in the morning and instantly regretted my decision. We were traveling in early November when fall quickly turns into winter and overnight temperatures drop dramatically. I remember wishing I had grabbed a coat, but thought better of going back into my cabin in favor of getting as much fresh air as possible, knowing that our stop would only last a few minutes. I realized moments after touching down on the platform that it was not the cold that was bothering me, but something more. The hair on the back of my neck was standing up I suddenly felt very tense and the need to be on high alert. The atmosphere felt heavy. I felt a presence, a dark sense that something was not right. I looked left and right and saw an empty platform except for the conductor at the far end. I quickly glanced beyond the platform for signs of danger, but saw nothing except for the white station sign above uh, with the word ocean steam. Unable to identify any of these signs of danger, but knowing that something was wrong, I prematurely reboarded the train, eager to depart for Krakow and away from that place. I just felt like I needed to flee. It wasn't until weeks later, when planning a day trip from Krakow to a nearby museum, that I learned why I had been so overcome with fear in Oshvenshim. That's the name of the town. Over the years, depending on which country ruled the area, the city has gone by several names with various iterations in multiple languages. The most recent non-Polish name for the city was Auschwitz. I didn't know any, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't know any of uh, the sort of like, sorry, I'm sitting really far from my mic because I <laughs> decided not to talk while you were telling it. Um, <laughs> but I'd never heard any of that stuff about like the, you know, like the whole trains being really like the sleeping gas and all that stuff. That's, mm -hmm. that's news to me. I mean, I've never, I've never traveled in that part of the world, so I don't know. Yeah, it's it's like a very like romantic, uh, old timey kind of feel to like mm -hmm. traveling on train through Europe or whatever, Eastern mm -hmm. Europe. I mean, this was probably 
There's a lot of atmosphere. Ten years ago. Yeah. yeah. Ten years ago. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of ruined that Polish town name, too. I think it's... I looked it up beforehand, but it's Oshvenshim. Hmm. Oshvenshim. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it has... Yeah. Now I, could, I probably would have guessed. Yeah. If I had done it correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, sorry for ruining it. Yeah, Me, no disrespect. But... Yeah. yeah. Whew. Well, that's fun. That's what I have. Uh, uh, okay. Well, so I have one, two. Um, it's not mm-hmm. good, <laughs> probably. <laughs> but I'm going to do my best, guys. Um, this one <clears throat> is from the Convent Collection. If, you, mm-hmm. if you're a frequent listener of the podcast, you may remember Convent. Um, so this one, it's one of the few that I have left that I haven't talked about yet on the show. Um, and it's more, I think I've talked to Lindsay about this before and I know I've told other people and, you know, but it's like, it's a harder story to tell, like in the kind of way that we usually tell stories on this show. And I don't know why, but when I sat down and tried to like kind of write up my bullet points of things, like to like get my thoughts in order, I was like, Oh, how the fuck do I tell this where it's scary and engaging? So just, you know what? Bear with me, guys. And if you don't like it, please don't tell me because I'd rather <laughs> think that you did. Because uh, I'm really fragile and yeah. I don't want to know about it. If you do Thanks. like it, speak up. Mm-hmm. If you tell don't, your friends. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Shut your fucking mouth. Okay. Uh, so this story I call The World Beneath. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good ghost sound effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. Um, so, comment. Boom. Uh, in the basement of the convent yeah, was the toddler room. If you go down the steps from the first floor and hang a right, uh, straight ahead of you would be the t- door to the toddler room. And then slightly to the right of that was like a laundry room with like a couple of washing machines, big utility tubs, all that stuff. Not important. I don't know why I'm telling you that. Um, <laughs> You're setting the scene. It's yes. crucial. It's crucial. Painting a picture. Just like that romantic Eastern European train. <laughs> I want to tell you about the laundry room at the daycare center <laughs> that I used to work at. Hey, you know, tomato, tomato, yeah. <laughs> Some people are into it. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Serious. <laughs> um, so, so like, you know, we worked down there sometimes, too, and whatever. We were down there. And it, it must have been a weekend. We were there alone. Um, and my brother, you know, told me he had something to show me. So he brings me down to the toddler room. And in the toddler room, uh, you know, it's kind of like the other kids' rooms where half of the room's carpet and half of the room's tile. And around the carpeted half of the room, there was almost like a chair rail, but it was at a, a different height than that. Like, it was too high for it to be a chair rail. But it was like the bottom half of the wall was like linoleum or some something, and the top half was just painted drywall. Um, and so above that, in the drywall portion of the wall, and it was like a fairly low ceiling because it had a... There's like a drop ceiling in there um, covering up the pipes and stuff because it was in the basement. So you had one of those little suspended, you know, kind of it's almost like cardboard uh, drop ceilings painted white or whatever. Um, and so yeah, really painting a picture with my words. Um, and so above this not chair rail, there was a little like door, like a hatch. Um, it was probably maybe like two by three feet. So three feet wide, two feet tall. Um, and it was about four or five feet up 
in the wall, like above this chair rail. And it never, you know, they usually hung something over it, like a poster or something like that. And I saw it once, like we were cleaning, you know, waxing the floors or something like that, moving everything around, and we saw it. And so I guess, I'm pretty sure the first time he went in, I wasn't involved. And so he wanted to show me this thing. And it was this hatch, the store. Um, And so he opened it up, and inside it you know at first glance it kind of just looks like a dirt crawl space um and i don't know how far he had gone in before he had shown me um but pretty quickly like me and him and then we had three other friends that all kind of worked there at, at different times uh, and they didn't they didn't work like as full-time as we did but they were involved in this too um you know trying to kind of explore this. And we, we started calling it the world beneath when we realized that it was actually much bigger than just a crawl space. Um, so we would like suit up. Uh, we would usually kind of like make suits out of garbage bags cause it would be really muddy down there. I mean, it was just like a tunnel that went into the earth from this, from this little hatch. Um, and it was really long and it split in some places and it would get incredibly narrow in some spots. And then in other spots, it was like kind of big and almost roomy for, you know, for a subterranean hole, like a tunnel. Um, and so we would, you know, we'd get flashlights and stuff on weekends when we were done with our work. And we would tri- wrap ourselves in trash bags and crawl in there and see how far we could go. And usually someone would stay in the room, um, you know, just to make sure or whatever. Um and in retrospect, we really should have been like tying a rope to the people that went in, you know, because like, <laughs> I feel like that's something that would happen in a movie where somebody just doesn't come back out. Um, but that never happened, luckily. Uh, but the further we would go in, uh, we, we started trying to map it. And so we'd go a little bit further each time and then come back. Um, and then we started finding stuff down there the further we went. And so mm-hmm. there would be things like soup cans and newspapers coke bottles um and some of this stuff looked pretty old like you know like a fairly old you know coca-cola bottle or like a newspaper i don't remember any of the dates but like you know you could find the dates on these newspapers some of them are really old like chester Copperpot, you know like in the goonies when they find all that shit and they can know what i'm seeing like yeah date it yeah kind of yeah Mm -hmm. um and so it was it was really strange and then some of the stuff wasn't that old and it was like obviously kind of like this different periods of habitation you know and uh Mm. and i don't know i don't know i don't i don't know and that's kind of it i mean just (laughs) the fact that this existed and it came out into Mm -hmm. a room where little you know 18 month old babies would sleep during the day um, and we would be in there at night and then thinking back about the lights in the basement that people saw when we were in there alone and the power had gone out and we hadn't gone to the basement kind of makes you wonder. Um, but we never ran into anyone down there. Thank God. (laughs) Like, thank fucking God. Um, and I don't know if there was a way out. Like we never found an end to it. We just kept going and we would never, we never found an end, um, or anything like that or a way out. And I mean, it would kind of make sense if there was some way out of there, like maybe like a, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I honestly, I have no idea, but like a manhole or something. I don't know. Like where you could eventually crawl out and get back in there. Cause like knowing what I know now, I'm like, Oh, was it just like a, like a builder's trench from when they put on the addition 
but no, like that doesn't really make sense because of the way it wraps around so many times and stuff. I wonder, my brother might still have a map of it. I'll have to ask him if he does and see if I can get it up on the blag. Yeah. Um, Well, do you feel like it could have been that, because you said the further you went, the more signs of habitation you find, right? Yeah. Do you think that you were getting to the other side? I don't know, man. And that it's easy to like drop down. Like, what if it was like out somebody's backyard and it was like, you know, um, like the Lost Boys kind of thing, where boys would just jump down in there and hang out and drink coke and stuff. Yeah, it could have been that. <laughs> yeah, because I don't know. It would it have had. To, I mean, longer. it went so far that that that's that's what we wondered. We were always like, wait, what are we under? Like when we go out, how, yeah. like how far are we going? And we nobody yeah. had phones with gps back then and i mean it would i guess it probably wouldn't have done as much good if we had underground mm-hmm. but maybe if we weren't that far under it would have been enough to like even if you couldn't get cell signaling you might have been able to like put a geolocation pin down and then see where you were you yeah know? and that Oof. would be really cool i mean we talked kind of jokingly uh, a couple of weeks or months ago about like how we should go back out there and throw on some clothes and climb back in and i was just like nah, oh, I'm good. no i'm oh, fine no are you, you know kidding? what let's leave well enough alone <laughs> like the mystery is fine i'm okay with that yeah. don't need to know how it happened Ooh. Yeah. yeah well do you remember when we talked about this before um when you told me the story but that um that family that was living or renting a house oh yes this yes. u.s somewhere and it was a new construction you know newly constructed house and these i don't know if they were brothers or cousins or something were wrestling one yeah. of them kicked the wall and the wall popped out and it was like a fucking secret passage right. and they go down this spiral spiral staircases are terrifying anyway they go down it and there's like clearly somebody had been yeah like a fresh a banana peel space. like some banana peel there's like wasn't there like a stuffed animal or something too yeah it was like some one like of their things or something <laughs> yeah it was yeah, yeah, super yeah. creepy not okay no not at all not okay not at all Ooh, yeah, that's some spooky shit. That's some like stranger, stranger one of stranger calls kind of shit. You know? <laughs> the call coming from inside the house. So, is that that thing? Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. <clears throat> well, mm-hmm. poor Daniel. All those weird things that have happened to you in your life. I mean, that was fine. I mean. <sighs> It was, I remember I was like always the one that was like scared, like didn't, you know, like, hey, well, maybe we shouldn't go in, you know, that kind of shit. Like, I would never have gone in. Yeah. So you're braver than me. Well, <clears throat> I just assumed. You're cooler than one person in the world. So there's nice. that. Yeah. Solid. Um, yeah. Good. Good stuff. <laughs> I got nothing scared okay i don't know yeah it's i probably could have told it better sorry just (laughs) just imagine how scary that could have been (laughs) just think about how scared you'd be that's right okay